2: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. I've got Bob Shorey in the studio with me. He's uh, one of the MCSEs at Tab. uh, Helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, So Four Lines Open on the most amazing Saturday we've had in a long time. So I understand you're probably doing anything with thinking about computers, but we're here, pasty-white computer geeks in the studio, looking to help you out. So feel free to, to get online. Speaking of helping you out, there's some interesting stuff in the news today. And one thing I wanted to bring up, and I know Bob's got a bunch of stuff, but this has to do with uh, the cloud. And this is a post that went viral. Why you should not use Google Cloud. Uh, This is a system admin who was pretty upset. And the story goes basically like this. They have a project running uh, in production on Google Cloud, which is called GCP that is used to monitor hundreds of wind turbines and scores of solar plants uh, scattered across eight countries. Uh, They have control centers with wall-to-wall screens with dashboards full of metrics that are monitored 24-7. And the asset managers use the system to monitor the health of the individual wind turbines and solar strings um, in real time and take immediate corrective maintenance. Uh, They can develop forecasting, um, run algorithms, Uh, on the uh, systems to see how everything's going and deal with uh, balancing the grid. Well, here's what happened. On June 28th, 2018, the system admin received an alert from the uptime robot telling them that their entire site was down. They received a barrage of emails from Google saying, there is some potential suspicious activity and all systems have been turned off. Everything off. The machine, quote-unquote, has pulled the plug. This is the thing about the cloud, guys. They didn't have any care in the world for this customer whatsoever. The stupid machine in the cloud said, well, you know what? This customer looks to be suspicious, and I'm turning your system off. So if you had something critical like they do have running in that cloud, it was literally shut off. And then they had to prove they were the customer to the machine. You have no customer service to talk to. There's no, nobody to call, and you just have an email asking them to fill out a form and upload a picture of the credit card and a government-issued photo ID to prove they're the customer. Again, all these solar panel systems are not being monitored. The uh, wind turbines are not being monitored anymore. The whole thing has been shut down, and if they didn't prove they who were they, they say they, they were uh, within long enough, they're going to delete the entire project. <laughs> they would effectively lost millions of dollars of effort uh, by just Google shutting them off randomly. Um, I'm going to put a link up here for you, and you can read the story yourself, but this is a great example of how just a problem the cloud can be for you. You're just one in 100,000 customers, and they really don't care if you're gone, (laughs) clearly. They really just would rather automate the process. Um, They haven't even bothered dealing with humans to make sure you're the customer and they care about you. Uh, They really clearly don't. Um, So... You can read the story yourself, but uh, this is uh, one of the things that went viral when it comes to the cloud, and this is a big problem when it comes to the cloud. Bob, you had a similar story about how the cloud treated somebody f- through YouTube, right, Bob?
0: Yeah, I've got a uh, CNET article here. YouTuber says he was accused of infringing his own song. Paul Davids gi- plays guitar, a lot of guitar, right. for lots of viewers. Yep. This video of him playing 25 bad can I say it?
2: Probably not. If you can't, <laughs>
0: bed wet guitar riffs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Has two point nine, seven point nine million views. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, he plays popular guitar riffs, he's no stranger to YouTube's content ID system. Right. An automated tool that threatens to remove uh, videos that include someone else's copyrighted tunes. Of course. Creators can appeal for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. but last month, David says he got a rather unusual email from YouTube. The content ID system has flagged a tune he wrote himself two years ago Mm -hmm. for infringing on someone else's newer video. Someone who, it seems, stole his backing track to create a new track of his own. Mm -hmm. Someone took my track, made their own track, uploaded it to Spotify, YouTube, whatever, and I get a copyright infringement notice. Wait, (laughs) what? said Davis. (laughs) Exactly. The story has a happy ending happy ending. Mm-hmm. David's YouTube appeal seemed to quickly work things out and let the other artists keep on using his tune. Mm-hmm. David's tracked him down on Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. and the guy apparently admitted he'd downloaded a couple of guitar licks on YouTube. Right. But it's weird to think YouTube would flag an old video for infringing on a new one. Right. So they have algorithms, and the, the, the bottom line is, and it's done by an algorithm. Right. And to be honest with you, mm-hmm. like we were talking off air, yeah. the reason why I thought this was uh, interesting was because I have an pr- older brother that's an author, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book, right. which he sells on Amazon. right. Okay, He's self-published and what have you, yeah. and he's written actually a number of books. But he was banned by Amazon from selling his own book right. because somebody was buying his books and then selling them and competing with him for the books and selling them for basically more money. So YouTube shut him down. And Amazon did. Amazon shut him down and he wasn't able to sell his own book.
2: <laughs> yep. Well, we have similar examples. We brought this up on our show a few other times that we came across an IT provider, a competitor who was actually registering town domain names for the towns that he was supporting and taking them for himself. So there's numerous towns out there who had this guy re- register the domains, and he does it. He register. He's the registrar of the, do, do, the the actual domain name for these towns. And then the towns get upset with the service, or decide they're not happy, and they want to move on to some other provider. Well, he keeps their domain names, and actually kind of holds it hostage. And numerous towns have actually uh, filed filed suit against this this guy to get their uh, domains back, and this guy wins because it has happens to be whoever registers it wins it so please be sure that if you have a an it provider that is registering your company or town's domain names for you quote unquote make sure they don't put them for themselves or they could actually own the name of your town.com and uh it's it's disgusting so you have all sorts of issues out there these days where ownership is questionable uh whether it be youtube whether it be domain names uh it gets a, a little questionable out there and uh Or even Amazon, where the publisher can't can't sell his books because another guy kind of co-opted him. Uh, Pretty nasty out there. In other news, uh, LG is kind of embarrassed with their OLED. They were at a serious uh, trade show, um, and they have their flagship OLED um, screen out there, 65-inch model TV on display. And basically, it burned in the image of the trade show right onto the screen. And uh, it's one of these things, one of the problems with OLEDs is that they have that potential burn-in. And uh, you got to be wary of this. Uh, it happens, unfortunately, with OLED. It used to happen with old, old plasma, where if you had a logo that was persistent, you know, let's say you watch ESPN 24 hours a day. Well, you could find the ESPN logo, which might be in the same spot on the TV 24-7, burned in your TV when it's turned off. Um so we'll put a link up here for you. You got to be wary of OLED. The prices are coming down uh very fast on OLED, but there's beautiful LCD technology out there uh that does not burn in that uh uh very often is found to replace especially for uh, advertising if you're doing um uh display advertising, electronic display advertising. Most folks look at LCD as the solution rather than OLED because of the burn-in problem. So we'll put a link up there for that. We have uh, two lines open. Two lines are filling up right now. So uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk with TAB. What is TAB? TAB is TAB Computer Systems. We've been around for 35 years. We support over 400 small to mid-sized businesses with their computer IT needs and service. So that's what the TAB is. It's not the soda.
0: (laughs) Technology advancing business.
2: Exactly. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, one 800 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with the computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Manchester first. Bob, what's going on?
3: Uh, I called you last week about a problem I was having.
2: Yeah, with a blue screen?
3: Uh, yeah, and uh, it doesn't have a code number.
2: Well, that's a weird blue screen. Almost every single one has a code number. You have no code? What do you see on your screen?
3: It says uh, your PC has encountered a problem, and it's collecting uh, information. And it counts down. It's only like 15 seconds that it's on. And it says go to uh, windows.com slash stop code.
0: Right, but it's giving you a stop code. It'll be a 0x and... An
2: eight or some numbers, you right. know. The st- after the stop code is the code.
3: Uh 'cause because I, you know, I'm I'm looking at. it. I didn't see any number at all there. It'll
0: say zero X, and then it'll be a bunch of numbers and letters.
3: Yeah, that doesn't show though. Really? Well, I,
2: again, with Windows, is this Windows Ten?
3: Yeah, and mm. it, ha- it happened. <laughs> it happened seven times last Saturday.
2: Oh my gosh.
3: And it uh, happened five times after I called you.
2: Wow! But no error code.
3: <laughs> and no error code. Now, and it happened. I I, I went online at home and I was going to look up uh, obituary, and <laughs> the same screen came up.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, how old is this machine, Bob?
3: Well, this one's. Uh, let's see. It was a Windows eight. Yeah. I bought it, so it's probably
2: years old. Okay, so it's not too old, but you're not seeing an actual error code. I've never seen that. Um, um, so go ahead.
3: I'm, I'm thinking next time it comes up, I'm going to take a picture of it.
2: <laughs> you could do that. However, we, we, we can tell you what we think the issue is. I mean, I think we gave you some um, ideas of what it could be last time. Um, it's either going to be a driver problem Some sort of driver uh, of one of your components has got a problem. It could be a memory issue. It could be a corrupted file system. Um, Does Windows 10 have a system file checker? Yeah, it does, but
0: I haven't seen it catch anything (laughs) since uh, Windows 7, actually.
2: Yeah.
3: Now, the other thing is um, it... (laughs) Thought just left my mind.
2: <laughs> That's okay. So, is it there's some things you can try? Did you ever try to go back in time to a to uh, through your sister system recovery and try to? Uh,
3: this this been happening in a
2: few years. A few years? Yeah. Man, you're like every guy out there. You ignore the problem, then you finally go to the doctor, and your arm falls off, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
3: the thing I was going to say is that when I try to go to 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 the website uh, windows dot com, yeah, malwarebytes comes up. Well,
2: me. Windows.com is not Microsoft.com. Windows.com is who knows what that is. That could be a guy selling Windows. That could be – that's not necessarily a good website. <laughs> so don't go to Windows.com. I don't even know what the heck Windows.com is.
3: Well, I don't know. That's what it says every time it comes up. And it uh, it's collecting information that it's going to send to something. All right. It,
2: it turns out it is real. Uh, Microsoft looks like they did – Purchase Windows.com. <laughs> i never heard of it. I would only have thought of Microsoft.com. Um, but you had this problem. Oh, for- now
3: it's it's just happening now. Okay. And that uh, <laughs> 10%, 20% more information about this issue and possible fix, visit www.windows.com, stop code. There's no code number. Interesting. Now it just went black.
0: All wow. right. Wow. Have you are you able to get into a safe mode or any sort of a uh desktop at all or it just blue well, screens when you try to turn it on?
3: Yeah, right now it's restarting.
2: Yeah, but have you tried to get into safe mode, Bob?
3: No, I haven't. Uh what is it F7? F8. F8. F8?
2: Yeah. You can try to get into a safe mode. I it's weird that you don't have an actual um error. There is a system file checker that you can run. And uh, we can put a link up there for that. Um, You might have some sort of corruption in your operating system. Yeah, but
0: System File Checker isn't going to find a corrupted file because it just checks to see if it's there, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and that it's the correct size and has the right uh, uh, date, you know, code number on it. Mm -hmm. So um, if it's corrupt, it's not going to do anything to fix it.
2: Right. Right. It may be worth seeing if you have any kind of problem. Because uh, this is what Microsoft is telling us to do, is to run it, run the system file checker offline or in safe mode.
3: No, I was just hitting F8 yeah. all that time, and now my regular window came up and it wants me to put it Yeah, you got to
2: catch way. it again, Bob. So go ahead and um, go to start and shut down cold all the way and try to boot it up in safe mode cold. You'll have a better shot than a restart.
0: Yeah, uh, before the window's little... Uh Screen comes up with the little windows that look like fireflies. You know, you you need as soon as you turn it on, start tapping the F8 key. Right.
2: When you start seeing that circle spinning around, you missed it.
0: Yep.
3: Oh yeah, because uh, you
0: should get a now. black screen that tells you that you want to go into safe mode or other boot options.
2: Yeah, and oh. then you can run the file checker in there. But go ahead. Would you, what was your question?
3: Well, I, I was tapping uh, F8 when it was trying to restart.
2: I understand, but it's harder to do it on a restart. It's better to do it on a cold boot because clearly you missed it. Um, you know, try again from a cold start and uh, see if, if you can get into safe mode. And then you can run System File Checker um, and see if that does anything. Bob doesn't think it's going to do a whole lot. Um, but according to the utility, it's supposed to scan and restore corrupt Windows system files uh Bob has lo- little faith in it but that's what it says it'll do um and maybe it will in your case you might have a corrupt file within your Windows 10 you could have a driver issue like we said earlier um and uh that would be something that might be more difficult to solve because clearly it's happening a lot but it's not telling you where the problem is and uh
3: yeah now uh, it's happening on my uh, wife's computer as well yeah, Windows 7. That was when we bought it. Probably about uh, maybe a year. It might be a year older than mine. Hmm. And my brother has the same laptop. He's up in New. Ha- I mean, the same yeah. uh, same desktop. He's up in New Hampshire.
2: And he has the same problem.
3: And he it happens to him too.
2: That's ridiculous. the The amount of blue screens in your family is highly unusual. <laughs>
0: The the problem is, is if you get something that's causing a blue screen, you need to address it right away.
2: Right. You can't let it fester. You let it fester for two years, Bob. So um, it's a lot harder to solve because... Well,
3: two two years with an 81-year-old man isn't uh, that long. (laughs)
2: That's awesome. Uh, I, I, hear you. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, but to a computer, it's two a, years is a life. It's like a, yeah, it's like dinosaur years, man. I that think that's a long time. Um, I mean. but, uh, that's <laughs> a great attitude. Uh, so yeah, so you don't want to spend too much time on some of the tricks we're going to throw up here for you as far as a, uh, a, tr- a thing to try because it's, it could be so messed up that you need to start from scratch. Now you probably don't have Windows 10 disks, do you? You upgraded this.
3: No, no, no. This, this, they uh, force me into an upgrade. I
2: know. Um, goodness gracious. Well, let's hope the system file checker works. If it doesn't, I suspect you need a wipe and a reload of your operating system, as mm-hmm. does your brother. Um, is he older or younger?
3: He's uh, nine years younger.
2: Okay, so time is much different for him. um <laughs> But you guys both might need a wipe and a reload uh, if you're having these issues so constantly because it's you just can't fix it granularly. You have to just take it with a sledgehammer and, and reload it. The problem will be trying to get that operating system. Um, you may have to contact Microsoft and see if they'll send you disks. They may not. If you created recovery disks when you did the update, which I suspect you did not, that would be great. Um, but you may want to talk to Microsoft and say, hey, guys, here's my code. I need uh, my license. I need you to send me disks. They might charge you for the disk, so you can do a wipe and a reload. But I think that's what's required here, Bob. If the um, file... we put a link up here for you to how to run system file checker. Um, It's supposed to fix this issue, but I wouldn't hold my breath considering it's been going on so long. Are you going
3: to post it uh,
2: on your website? I am. It's uh, www.computertalkwithtab.com or thenameoftheshow.com, whichever you... Yeah, many times. Very good. So it'll be there for you, Bob. So take a look at it, and hopefully... You can have it corrected that way, or you'll have to do a wipe and a reload.
3: Yeah, I might wait a more, couple more years.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not bothering you that much, right?
3: Just just buy a new one.
2: Well, that's what Microsoft hopes you're going to do.
3: Well, you know, I bought my laptop here today because I said if this thing starts doing this again today, I'm going to use my laptop instead. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't blame you. Yeah, just, just stick with your laptop. You could always pronounce this one something you don't want to touch if it's causing so much issues for you. So.
3: I'll put it in the box with the dill that's over in the corner there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So see if that works for you, Bob. I hope it does. Next All time, right. don't wait so long. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Take, take it easy. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Yeah, you can't let stuff like that fester that long, no matter what your sense of time is. Uh, this is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock on this gorgeous Saturday morning. I understand completely why you'd not want to talk about computers on, Saturday, on a Saturday like this, but we're here anyways. So... Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. You know, you can also get us via radio.com. That's one of the apps that is uh, available through the station. You can get our podcast there. You can get any of the station's shows that way. You can also listen to us in high-definition FM stereo on 96.5 HD2. That is something the station doesn't tell you a lot about, but it is amazing. And, and actually, if you listen to it, Ray Dunaway sounds exactly like Optimus Prime. I mean, his voice completely changes on 965 HD2. Worth checking out. We'll be right back. It's 936. I'm Aaron Kupek, WTIC 1080 News. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you on this gorgeous Saturday morning, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out. So, feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, if you're getting fiber coming in um, uh, in your neighborhood, you're going to find it, I guess, in West Hartford, Hartford, New uh, New Haven. Uh, there's finally some competitors coming in to uh, Connecticut to uh, compete with the incumbent cable providers and the one DSL provider we have. And uh, finally, we should see our pricing for, for Internet going down a bit. Giving us a third, a third option is kind of nice. Um,
0: Competition? What is this? A free country or what? It's
2: crazy. It's crazy. Not in this state. Let's go on to Mary in Farmington <laughs> and see if we can help her out. Good morning, Mary. What's up?
4: Hi, I'm calling you regarding a virus protector. I mm-hmm. have a Hewer Packer Windows 7 laptop that I've had for about six years. All right. It came with a Home Defender. Yeah. But at that time, I think it was dis- disabled by Best Buy, and they installed Kaspersky.
2: Ah, I've the had- Russian antivirus.
4: Yes. I uh, have had Kaspersky for the last probably six years. Yeah. But it's no longer available through Best Buy. Right. So they're offering me... Are two choices, WebRoot or Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Or do I go back to my home Defender and reinstall that?
2: Well, Defender will work generally for home use. Um, it's a fine basic antivirus. So you could use the free Windows Defender and that'll um, work fine. You should add, though, to your repertoire um, OpenDNS, which is a free service through Cisco that will better protect your people in your network and on that computer by keeping you more safe on the Internet by default, uh, meaning the virus software won't have to work as hard because uh-huh. you're not going to go to the bad spots on the Internet on purpose or by accident. So though if you add those two pieces, free antivirus from Microsoft and OpenDNS, you're fine. WebRoot, though, is also a good choice. We use that in our professional approaches to you know, antivirus for our business clients. It's a very good antivirus tool.
4: Okay, now with uh, Web, not Web, with my um, Home Defender, is there going to be things I am going to have to do myself because I am not that computer savvy? To... No.
2: no, no, you should be able to uninstall Kaspersky, which we would recommend anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, we always joked about you know AVG out of the Czech Republic and now Kaspersky is Russian, um, so we would have told you to, to not use it anyways. And uh, when you get rid of that antivirus, Microsoft's operating system should notice that and say, you know what, Mary, I am going to turn on Defender for you. Is what they sh- It's what it should do. Uh-huh.
0: A lot of times it doesn't.
2: And if it doesn't, then what does she have to do, Bob? Just she has case? to go
0: into the control panel and okay. turn it on. It's under the security panel.
2: So you uh-huh. go to your control panel, then security tab, and then you turn it on once you remove Kaspersky. And then go check out OpenDNS. It's a configuration. It's not something you have to purchase or, or uh, have running per se, except uh, if you want to configure some of the filtration, where if you have young children... You might decide, you know, geez, I don't want them to go to certain sites. If you add that that ability, you mm-hmm. do need a, what's called an IP updater so that OpenDNS can, can make sure that it delivers that type of uh, filtration to your specific IP address. Um, but if you just want to have a general, more safe approach to surfing the Internet, and running OpenDNS is the way to go.
4: OpenDNS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, Mary. Yep. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, interesting. I did hear that. I mean, our federal government has finally said, hey, guys, you shouldn't be using Russian antivirus on our military computers. Um, and this is not craziness, guys. This is not tinfoil stuff. Why would we run Russian, Russian antivirus software on our computers? Uh, we're still, you know, they're not necessarily our friends. Um, and obviously, the, the software has to look at each file to make sure it's not a virus. What else is it doing? Well, it turns out in some cases it could be sending the information out uh, back to the quote unquote mothership of Russia, and uh, now they know what files are where, and maybe they want to go look at those files more closely. Well, they have to examine them to make sure that they're not malicious <laughs> exactly. so if <laughs> you're running close examination, <laughs> yeah, if you're running antivirus you know if you happen to you know make nuclear subparts or something like that here in Connecticut, and your antivirus is Kaspersky. Why are you even bothering with your NIST 800 171 compliance? <laughs> yeah, it's great you have antivirus, which is part of that compliance that's required, but you shouldn't be running Russian antivirus software if you're building any kind of DFARs or CUI type of material in your manufacturing facilities. It's just downright silly, you know? Um,
0: but it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not sure if it even is cheaper. <laughs> it sounds cool. He just likes saying Kaspersky. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines wide open, Eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. We do have some more news we'll talk about. Bob th- uh, showed this to me this morning, which is kind of funny. Kim, <clears throat> excuse me. Kim.com. you remember Kim.com. He had a cloud repository where he would have all these files out there, and you could put your stuff out there and have it backed up and saved. It was kind of like a... Uh, you know, a file storage area like Carbonite or was any that kind Around of,
0: like 2006 or something. It was around a long time ago,
2: yeah. And uh, basically he got in trouble because people were putting copyrighted material out there like movies and music. And his whole site was shut down. So legitimate um, businesses who had legitimate files out there were also locked out of their own data because the feds came in and took all his computers. <laughs> um, so hes they're trying to extradite him. Um, He's hiding in New Zealand, I guess, right? And uh, we want to extradite him back to the U.S. And he lost his appeal. And he's going to be facing um, copyright infringements that amount to nearly half a billion dollars. That's a lot of uh, moolah there for copywritten stuff. But it just goes to tell you, it's not free, right? This stuff's not free. If you're watching a movie that's already in theaters right now, if you're if you ask your your college kids if they're doing that, they are. By the way, they're breaking copyright law. Um, you know, these movie theaters work hard on these on these pictures, and you should pay for them, right, Bob?
0: Well, you know, people don't want to get paid for their work. No. I mean, come on, what do you what do you expect? Yeah.
2: So we'll put this link up for you, Kim. This thing's been going on for literally a decade, at least, and uh, he's going to have to come back and face the quote unquote music. The copyright music. <laughs> no, only 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 uh when the fat lady sings, it's only uh purely copywritten mu- music and uh and, and as cap as co- cap and all that stuff. They'll put the they'll fees play it. Are Exactly. They'll play it during the actual lawsuit. Let's go on to uh our resident groupie Danny in Glastonbury. Hey Danny, what's going on?
5: Hey guys. Hey. Listen, uh, no computer problems but an interesting uh topic. Uh did you or are you aware of this uh, transfer of the uh, Yukon campus in West Hartford to a company called Seven Star Cloud Group?
2: Yeah, I heard it in the news.
5: Yeah. Did you hear you know anything about the the, uh, the guy that's the head of Seven Star Cloud? His name is Bruno Wu.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a Chinese uh, uh, it's a Chinese company. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, uh, this guy's got a pretty uh, incredible um, history. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the company used to be called WeCast until uh, 2017, when it was um, he was in partners with Shane McMahon, who is uh, uh, the WWE wrestling. Okay. McMahon's. Yeah. And um, these guys supposedly are going to be involved in artificial intelligence.
2: Yeah, I see.
5: Cryptocurrency exchange, mm-hmm. virtual reality, and financial innovation. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, the stock for the company only trades at $1.93.
2: You got to start somewhere.
5: They made 141 million last year and they're buying the place for 283 and that Well,
2: they're the, buying it for 5 million dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean
5: they're going to put 283 into it.
2: Well, yeah, we'll see. It could that take That could take a while.
5: But the thing that I find interesting is that actually this thing is based in China right now uh-huh. and there's a lot of concern about Chinese in, in, incursion into the uh the U.S. with companies for um, espionage and uh, uh, spying.
2: Mm, well,
5: and I just uh, if you, if you read the history of this guy, he's like he's got this media company, and mm-hmm. he's like a. Um, you know, he studied uh, French literature in
2: France. and He sounds like the Dosakis guy. guy. Um, you know what? Whatever they want to do. If they want to come in and invest in, in America, that's great. I, I applaud that. I mean, that, I went to that campus way back when. Mm-hmm. I guess it's got PCBs. <laughs> you
5: know what? I did, too. In 1981, I took a microcomputer literacy course
2: there. Nice um so i mean you know uconn decided to send everybody to hartford and now they got this campus that's going to sit idle and they gave it away for five million bucks so they could tear down another a garage in stanford or something like that mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't have any negative or positive feelings i hope it's i hope it's any investment in connecticut is welcome right i mean someone's right. coming to connecticut that's not that's not often found these days There's
0: gotta be somebody with deep pockets
2: <laughs> yeah so uh more power to him i hope he succeeds and uh you know it's great, and, and to bring, especially for, again with technology, that's kind of what we need here is uh, technology innovation. Even though your internet's going to be twelve megabytes um, here in Connecticut because of the polls, but at least you know someone's investing here in Connecticut with an innovation. And I, I wish him the best. I don't, I don't have any reason to believe there's any of anything else to worry about. Uh, you know the world is a very small place, um, so let's see what happens. I, I, I wish him the best. We'll st- you know.
5: Okay, I guess I'm just being a little tinfoil hat about it. <laughs> yeah, be careful.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah so I would be more worried just
5: because about. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean
2: exactly. But five million seems like a quite a cheap price. Yeah, um, you know,
5: and he got a ten million dollar uh, advance from the state of Connecticut, uh, which is partially forgivable.
2: That's not again. cool. That bothers me. Yeah, um, but that's a whole other and issue. I just I mean,
5: wonder how Malloy and this guy ever got hooked up.
2: Yeah, I don't know, but giving giving away money like that still bothers me. We shouldn't have to bribe people to come here. Right. Um, you should want to come here. And uh, because we're such a great place to do business, well, well that might be the problem is that they have to bribe them. Right. But uh <laughs> that gets a little annoying when they're using our tax dollars for that. Yeah. But Okay. Thanks Danny. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. We'll see what happens. I hope I wish I wish seven seven stars cloud all the best. And uh it's nice that 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 heck my son went to that uh campus as well and they didn't put a dollar into it. I mean, it looked exactly the same as when my wife and I went back in the early 90s. Um, it was still this concrete bunker that had not changed a bit. Um, and my my son went there for, uh, I think, just a year um, before he moved up onto the stores campus. And man, they <laughs> put a penny in that thing. But finally, they're going to put $250 million into that, supposedly, so... You
0: mean the money they don't have? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: All right, we're going to step out for, uh, I guess, a quick break here. Get back to uh, your calls after the break. Jason and Frank, hang on. We have two lines open for you, eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. La, 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 la. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11. Feel free to get online. Then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Uh, two lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. If you're listening on the the stream through radio.com, uh, you can call me toll free. The station will pick it up. I love it when we get nice long distance calls from like we had Lubbock, Texas, calling recently. You know, get the station a nice phone bill there. Eight <laughs> 800- hundred buddy Holly. <laughs> yep, eight hundred nine six six WTIC, and the station will pick up a tab. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go on to your call. They'll probably do voiceover IP. Let's go on to uh, Jason in East Heartland first. Jason, what's going on?
1: Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for taking my call. Our
2: pleasure. Thanks for calling on this Saturday morning.
1: Excellent. I love you guys' show. Learn a whole lot from it. Oh, thanks. Um, got a Windows 10 laptop computer, Toshiba. Yeah. Um, 18 months old or so. Okay. And I keep getting a pop-up. It's random. But I keep saying the local disk D drive is full. And I'm not even sure there's a, uh, a D drive on this laptop
2: yes there is it's a recovery partition so how do I fix that you did an update to Windows 10 we've had this call in the past you did an update to Windows 10 and for some silly reason Windows forgot to rehide that drive letter from that warning it's a setting you can set back in there to rehide it so the stupid warning doesn't come up because it's again like Windows doesn't even know this is why we're so Baffled by Windows, I got Microsoft guys who, who are in my town. Like Eric, why are you always beating up on Windows? Because of calls like this, it's you know it's warning you about itself because it, it it itself didn't turn off the warning for itself, and it's the most basic thing on the. So what else can't it do, right? If it can't do this most basic thing, how can we trust it to do better things? That's right. always my logic, which uh, is where I get down to. So we have to show you how to hide that partition. Um, and Bob's looking for a quick article or a simple way for you to see it again. We've talked about it in the past, though. Did you find it, Bob?
0: Yeah, there's several here. I want to find the simplest one, yeah. So we'll post it.
2: We're going to post it on ComputertalkwithTab.com for you, but you have to go to that D partition in your drive in your drive uh, uh, configuration and rehide it so Microsoft doesn't keep warning you that the drive is about to be full. Because really, it's a tiny little partition that they set up for recovery.
1: Actually, I see it now. I navigated over to the uh, my computer, yep. and I see the um, C drive half full, and I see the local disk D, yep. 37 megabytes free of 459, and it's red and looks almost full.
2: Yeah, and that's true. It is. But you don't need to keep knowing it, because it's never going to change in size. That's my point. My, my, Microsoft knows this. It just uses this port recovery, though. Yeah, it's a little little partition that was created when your machine was created.
0: It was uh-huh. supposed to be hidden, and it was hidden, and then it became unhidden by the update.
2: By the update that and, Microsoft did that and, they forced on you.
0: And then and the, the update. update or something from the spring. Exactly. When, when the update unhid it, okay, then during a subsequent reboot, it discovered, oh, we have another drive. I'm going to give it a drive letter. Yeah,
2: I'm going to warn you, too. Hey. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Constantly too. Yeah, oh, isn't it great? <laughs> it could have happened four, five, ten times a day. Correct, and this is the,
2: this is just the lunacy of Microsoft. It'd be like your car telling you it's almost empty every time you filled it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it, it's so dumb. Um, or your tires are are almost running out of air constantly. Crazy. Um So we'll put the link up here for you how to re- how to rehide that drive letter that Microsoft forgot to rehide for you when they did the update.
1: Excellent. I'm glad to hear it's nothing I have to worry about. Nothing
2: that. you have to worry about, Jason. Thank you so much. You got it. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Um, it's it's a nightmare. These types of problems, you know, this is the this is why in our in our business in our industry, it is so frustrating, right, to, to deal with IT people because you didn't change anything and we didn't change anything. The dinglings at Microsoft changed your soup. They're the ones that put the extra salt in it. We didn't do anything to cause that. Now you got to call an IT guy or try to talk to your buddy or whatever to try to get free advice as to why Microsoft caused this problem for you, as to why you can't use your darn computer because this stupid error pops up all the time. But I digress. Maybe maybe I'm letting my frustrations out being an IT geek get out. But uh, it is crazy. We didn't do anything. Microsoft did. (laughs) Let's go on to uh, Brookfield and Frank. What's happening, Frank?
6: Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, enjoy the show? Great. Uh have a problem with my uh, Office XP. Uh, Office XP? Mac- yeah. Oh, boy. For my <laughs> for my Excel, I, I purchased it and I still use it. I don't really need all the upgrades, so I uh-huh. can use it. But- all right. Uh, however, when we had the macro burst, I had my Excel and my computer on down here in Brookfield. Uh-huh. And uh, everything went down. We lost power for eight days. And uh, when I came back, the computer worked fine except for Excel. Yeah. And now whenever I go into a file, I can enter data. But as soon as I hit enter, it tries to auto-save and kicks me out and then opens it back up with a recovery file. Oh, boy. So I've uninstalled the entire thing. Uh, yeah. Reinstalled it with the twenty-five digit key and everything. And, yeah. Um Same problem, uh, <sighs> even with a different file or opening up a new one. Really? Wor- yeah, I was wondering if you had any ideas.
2: It's a seventeen-year-old software.
6: <laughs> it's from two
2: thousand
6: and one. W- I'd be using Lotus One Two Three if it was still available, but
2: my youngest kid is older than that software. <laughs> <laughs> um, holy moly! Uh, so. Y- even with a new file, you have this error. Uh, is your drive full? Is there any issues with your hard drive? Oh right.
0: no, no, I got plenty of room. All right, right now. Bob, I think there's a setting in there somewhere. Now the problem is, is that I haven't been
2: no, working I
0: know. with Excel for such a long time, and they keep rearranging the furniture.
2: Well, this is seventeen-year-old software.
0: Right, but see, there's an autosave feature that you can turn off somewhere in oh. there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And- that's true. I think that's where you could probably fix this. Now don't ask me where it is, because I'm not going to remember where it was in software from two thousand uh, and one. yeah. like say they keep rearranging the furniture.
2: You might maybe maybe go to the help functions of Excel there, the Office yeah, XP. Yeah,
6: well at least that's an idea because I couldn't come up with anything. I've uninstalled it, like I said, twice now and reinstalled yeah. and hoped, you know, maybe it was in a bad sector or something or Right. my file and tried different files. If
2: you do a manual save, it works okay.
6: I can't even get to that because as soon as I hit enter with data, I, I could save it as, as it is. But once I, see. I enter data and hit enter, it kicks me out.
2: Wow. Yeah, so see if we can turn off the autosave. Um, I couldn't, I mean, maybe an update occurred. What operating system are you running on this thing? I, uh, I, I shudder to ask.
6: Uh, no, it's a newer computer, so it's uh, Windows 10.
2: Okay, so here's the other thing that could have happened Microsoft could have said to you, no Excel for you. They they could have decided that they no longer want to support Office XP. Typically,
0: they only go back three versions.
2: Yeah. So an update could have occurred, and this is well within the realm of Microsoft doing this to people, and they could have simply said, I'm just going to mess with Frank until he buys a new copy of Office.
6: (laughs) Well, I wouldn't mind buying a a, a package, but now they're all subscriptions.
2: Nope, you can. You still can buy a package. They're not going to tell you about it because they want you to rent it forever. But you can go off and buy Office 2016, home and business. For about 250 bucks. Now, you've been using mm-hmm. Office XP for 17 years.
6: I got my money's worth. Is that you what you're did. Saying?
2: You did. And <laughs> so you don't have to rent it forever for the next 17 years. You can simply buy Office 2016 right now. And, and you can go online, go to Amazon, go wherever you want to get it. You okay. just buy it once, about 250 bucks, let's say. And uh, you'll be able to use it for the next 17 years. years. Or until Microsoft tells you, no Excel for you, and you must buy oh. the new one. Or. Oh, <laughs> <okay. laughs>
6: Well, that oh. I want to do. I, I, I prefer to do that versus the subscriptions. so I right. uh, right. look
2: into that. Yeah. Or
0: you could yeah. try Open DNS. I mean, Open Office. Open Office. Right, and that's free. And if it does what you need it to do, that yeah, would not? be a reasonable solution. If it doesn't, then you know.
2: Right, considering you've been using this version of Excel for so long, the new one you're about to get is going to blow your mind. Open right. Office does make some sense to try. And huh. See if it okay. works for you, and that's free. Great. All right. Obviously,
6: if I've used this for 17 years, I like the free version. So. Well, that's, oh,
2: that's great. fine. Yeah. Right. You want the? You, you might have paid for it once. You paid for that. Right. Once. That's right. the way it should be. Right.
6: Great. Okay. Those are some great ideas, guys. All I right. really appreciate it.
2: My pleasure, Frank. Good luck. All
6: right. Have a great day.
2: You too. Bye bye. Yeah. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Everything we talked about will be posted live by Mike G over to uh, our. Old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com, thenameoftheshow.com, which also works. You can also go to our Facebook page if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy; it might get into your news feed. And you can also follow us right below Tab, uh, right below Donald Trump. There, at Tab Computer Sys on Twitter, we'll go right to your Twitter feed. We'll be
3: right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network